Good morning from us to you. Oh, happy Wednesday. Why are we, why are we recording this on a Wednesday instead of a Friday? Oh, that's, a, that's a beautiful question. That's because I'm taking my own damn vacation, James. Where are you headed? I'm headed to uh, South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. Oh, nice. Yep. And then next week, we will also have to do this joker on a Wednesday because my happy ass will be on a bachelor trip. Oh, cool. Yeah. Where are you going for the bachelor trip? Florida, Bama. You're gonna you're gonna go to the floor, the actual Florida, Bama. Uh, so are you staying in Perdido Key or where are y'all staying at? Unsure. Okay. Yeah. Probably Orange Beach or Perdido Key or something. So yeah. I actually had my bachelor party in uh, Perdido Key, Did and you? we went. We the night we went out and got a little crazy. We went over to the Florida, Bama. Man, great memories of that place. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, we're probably two or to five minutes away from the Florida Bama. Oh yeah, dude, that's that's legit. That's uh, that's a fun place. Now I know they've re they've redone it. It got destroyed. I went to the the old one, and man, they had like different stages, different bands playing the night we went. It was it was so much fun. I've been to that place a couple times, but. The uh the bachelor party night was was one of the best. Yeah. See, never been in my life. Yeah, it's a it's a cool place, man. It's uh it's it's really neat to go to. It's like if you're, it's just one of those places that like back in the day, man, it was like this just like different times built together and all odd. It was it was just a really cool, unique place. So yeah, yeah they do the annual mullet toss there. Mullet toss. Yeah. Yeah, the fish, the mullet fish. Oh not, shit! Okay, not not, the not party in the back mullet. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, but sure. uh, yeah. All right. Well, cool, man. Well, good for you. I'm just so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. My wife recently asked me. Uh, it's one of those stupid like Instagram things or something. She's like, "What day of the week do I remind you of?" <laughs> and I said, "Hump day," or I said, "Wednesday," because I'm ex you're exhausting, but I still want to hump you. <laughs> right off the rim too yeah yeah <laughs> so um so happy hump day to everybody yeah happy hump day so uh this will be when you hear this it won't be hump day it will not be you will be oh, well then i just feel stupid no it's okay dude people may listen to this next wednesday oh that is maybe true. they're a week behind yeah i hear you okay yeah. Who knows, dude? It, yeah. You never know at what point in time somebody's listening to a mm. podcast. That's the cool thing about podcasts. They are forever. And they will go down in history. And we will be known as the grinders well past our time, James. Well mm. past. Mm -hmm. So we are building a legacy here. And we just hope that it comes across in your beautiful ears or your non-so-beautiful ears. Yeah. As Glorious MSAR, or what do they call it? MSR. Is it MSR? I have no idea what you're talking about. It, you know, uh, where people get on podcasts and they open up bags of chips and whisper. Oh, okay. MSR, maybe. They had a mosquito in my office. Yeah, you called the bug man. Nah, took care of it. Mm. Well, I mean, you uh, do have your Bahama hat, so maybe it's just kind of getting you in the right 
you know, mindset. Yeah. Hey man, I got this on a, on a cruise way back in the dizzy. Mm, nice. Yeah. Uh, talk about that real quick. Okay. Bahamas. Mm. They have like these little shops. I was in heaven, dude. I was negotiating with everybody under the sun. It was glorious. I think I got this done for like 85 cents. Nice. <laughs> I'm not even playing. <laughs> I think I got the hat itself from the lady next door. And I think I paid maybe, I don't know, eight bucks for the hat. And then the lady next door was trying to go back and forth with the lady I bought the hat from. And anyways, got it down to 85 cents for the straw whateverness inside the hat. So if you're watching this on Spotify, you can see the sweet hat. That's legit. Dude, we used to do that um, at the bazaars in Afghanistan. Man, those jokers would haggle nonstop. It was awesome. But they would try to upcharge everything because, you know, they're like, oh, these American soldiers, they got this money in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Some of those fools go there and just throw that money out, man. I would haggle just for the fun of it. Oh, dude, it's so much fun. Yeah, you know? And, like, they could. You had to be sharp, man. They'd get you in a heartbeat. Like, they knew they were better at it than, than most of us were. Yeah, I think I mean? every single day. Yeah, every day, all day, man. I mean, it's – and it was it was fun. You started sharpening some skills. Mm-hmm. Got clever. You could start going, well, let me get – what can I get two for, you know, two for this price, you know, or start multiplying it if you wanted multiples and then start mm-hmm. working it down from there and then back out. You know what I mean? Like, it was – dude, I loved it. I loved yeah, it. It was, it was glorious. That, that's the thing, dude. So, you know, people talk about sales a lot. Uh, and they don't really talk about harnessing and honing the negotiation process. I don't, I don't think, I think, you know, sales is talking about like, you know, Hey, da, 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 you know, just, uh, talking to people, but it's, it's deeper than that. The negotiation process is absolutely my favorite process in sales. Yeah. Being able to say, I got this plan that you don't know about and I'm going to maneuver it around you and you're not even going to know what happened to you. Yeah. And well, and it's, but it's not trickery. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying boom, boom, boom between agent to agent and my, in my world, I'm going to, I'm going to Debo you all day. Yeah. Like I will get, for example, James, your building. Mm-hmm. I got, yeah, I'm going to say it. I got no. you a check. I'm not going to say it. James, our transaction with your building was absolutely one of the best deals I've ever done in my career. Yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. And, it was- and I take that with saying this. I deboed around all of them and it just worked out well. Like there's something about negotiations that really just gets my rocks off. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's also keeping the deal, you know, especially with like what you do, right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it is, it's, it's keeping it engaged, right. It's not so much about the dollar. It's about keeping no. the engaged, the want there, right. Helping them see the bigger picture of where they're trying to get, what they're trying to achieve. You painting that picture and helping them do that. We live in a world where 
patience is becoming less and less. I mean, people don't have patience. Also, they have zero negotiation skills. You realize before like the modern era, everything was negotiated. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got freaking cows over here. I'll give you this milk. You give me this because you grow corn, whatever, right? Like, I mean, I've heard my grandmother tell me when she was a kid about how they would barter for stuff with neighbors and everything, man. They lived off in the hills. They had no running water. Now, let me correct that. They, but that's not that long ago. No. Like, it's not, man. It's, it's, it's not that long ago. They had running water, but it was a creek-fed trough that came in off a branch of the creek, and the water was ice cold coming off the mountains. So they had it troughed in, and there was a basically in their cellar, there was this trough that ran through the cellar and back out to the creek, and it just ran enough water to keep stuff cold so they could sit some stuff in it. Shoot. That was their running water, okay? But like bartering, and it still goes on most of the world probably still barters for a lot of things, deals for a lot of things bought locally. Like you realize to everyone listening where you go buy it from the store and it's just a listed price. They don't do that for your benefit. They do that for theirs. Now you can't barter anything, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's them making it easier for them, not for you, right? So here's a set price. Come pay this price or don't freaking buy it. <laughs> so you say that pal yeah. you say you say that there's times that if and I'm, I'm carly gets upset with me for doing this but dude i'll i'll go in somewhere and i'll i'll see the 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 vegetables that maybe you know maybe they're just a little bit a little bit unfulfilled in their grocery stay and i'll just say hey look man look i'll go ahead and take these but look the problem is Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Can I get these for blank amount, right? Just yeah. to make sure that I, my skills are still sharp. Yeah, Especially coming from the last year or two in real estate, man, it has been ridiculous. There has been no no negotiations. It's it's what the seller said, and it was a done deal. Yeah, and well, you you know that's like okay. So I mean that is a fair point. Like I've learned because you know I like to do woodworking as a hobby. I can go in Home Depot and let's say I need a six foot board of something, but there's an eight foot board, but the end of it's damaged. Well, then I'll walk up to us and be like, hey, this one's damaged. Will you give me some money off on it? Yeah. You know, and then I'll sit there and work out a deal and get it. And I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so yeah, I, I that was something cheaper. Yeah. And it, it's just, there's certain things in life that being able to have this skill at a high level of negotiation, it is glorious. Yeah. It, it, and it's so much fun. Like if you're not in sales and you're not in sales because you don't have to deal with people or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. if you could just take a class or read a book on negotiations, mm-hmm. man, your life will just increase. Well, that's the problem, Addison, I think, is that people say, well, I'm not in sales, but you are in every aspect of your life. And you don't, you say you're not because you don't like it. I don't like to negotiate. I don't like any of this. So guess what? You lose at every sale you make for the most part. Every once in a while, you get lucky. That blind squirrel that finds a nut. But you're in sales in every freaking thing you do, but you say you're not and you don't like it. So you lose at every sale you make. You always get the bad end of the bargain. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and what's crazy is we live in the time when there's more information at our fingertips. I guarantee you, like if I went to go buy a car right now, well, somebody's going to say, well, I want to go to the place where there's no negotiating on sales. We know the place that, that advertises no negotiations, right? You yes. know what I'm talking about. Maybe they have the best deal. I don't know. But if I go down to my local guy, all I have to do is, I bet you I can Google top 10 things to know when buying a car. Mm-hmm. Right. And it would probably list out everything I need to know. And I could probably come out with a better deal just going down there and having a conversation with someone and no in a non high pressure situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, talking about I it, I don't have to know the industry. I can literally Google it. I don't have to go look up 10 people or pull out a freaking encyclopedia or go to the library. I can five seconds on my phone, have my answer, go work on that stuff. You're just lazy. That's all it is. Yeah. And it, it does come down to, it comes down to, to some sort that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you do, who you are, you are in sales, whether it's yourself, whether it's uh, the, the, the products that you're using and your nine to five, it doesn't matter whatever you're doing at some level, you're selling yourself, right? Are you getting the most bang for your buck? Yeah. Yeah. I was having a conversation with someone very close to me, he's in sales. He's killing it right now. I mean, killing it. He Thank was telling you. me how high his numbers are up. Thank and he was talking about stuff coming in and normally things slow down now. And uh, he's in like where the, he's in a repair industry. Um, and, you know, we were talking about, it, he goes, man, he goes, what's weird is they're not even asking me about price anymore. Just how quick can I get it done? And he's like, I almost... Like it's, it's the nature of the beast. It is what it is right now. I'm not taking advantage of anyone, but it's like, I almost feel bad. Like I'm adding to the inflation issue because I'm upcharging because I'm having to shove so much stuff in so quick. So we have to make it worth our time. Yeah. And I thought I was like, dude, you don't need to look at it like that. I mean, it is what it is right now. It's the value. If you told that client no, you would give them a bigger problem than the number you're charging them. And that's what you're doing. You're solving problems, right? People exchange money for solutions. You're giving them an easier solution. And if you told them no, they'd probably run down the street to where they don't have a relationship in a panic and pay even more for the same thing or less just to take it off their plate. So like, that's all it is. It's the value. I exchange money all the time for the value. You'll pay $5 for a Starbucks coffee because you're like, ooh, it's worth it. I want the coffee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want that magical little drink. Whatever it is, all you do all day is solve problems. Negotiating is sometimes just expressing how you're solving that problem, right? To make the value there for the customer. <laughs> Or, or make them patient or make them wait to stick with you through this thing. That's like it. that's it. That's, that's it. And, and what's crazy is a lot of people feel like they have to hold back information in negotiations, which in, in some cases, in some, in some cases that that is true at, at a certain level of whether you're holding back information of sense of like your buyer's willing to go here, your seller's willing to go here, but you know, you're going to work your way around. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case we're talking about. What I want to talk about is the fact of over-communicating in some negotiations and just having good communication skills is ridiculous 
on the level of, of being able to get that person to see your point of view. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as they do, things just start rolling, baby. And it's, it's, it's a really cool, it's a cool way to be able to get your communication skills across. And if you're not good at communication, you will know it because, well, the $1 you were going to spend now just turned to six. Yeah. And it's not the person who knows the most who wins the sale. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I will say, I think you're very, very good at this, Addison. That was one of the things I like. If I was, if I was asking you the time or you would, you would infer, Hey, he just wants to know the time. Mm -hmm. Boom. There's the time. Then sometimes you, because of my questions, you would know when, Hey, this dude wants to know how the watch is made. Yeah. And you would tell me how the watch is made, but like knowing when you need to do that, you don't need to go 10 layers deep the person who usually knows the most about the subject is the person who can explain it in the simplest terms in the shortest fashion. Yeah. And if you, if the, if, if the person feels comfortable with you and you make it very open, they can ask additional questions if they need to know. And mm -hmm. you know, like, Hey, this person's not asking enough questions. I need to go a little bit deeper with them. So they know some of these pitfalls. Right. But like, that's, that's what a pro does. And not a sales pro, a pro at their profession. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, I mean, that's where it really gets technical. Yeah. You, you can, you can product vomit or word vomit all over someone and totally lose a deal just because you're just, you're giving them too much information. Like, hell, sure. you're telling me you're the guy to trust, but you've asked me 45 fucking things and told me about all these other things that like, damn, I'm on overload now. Yeah. Yeah. You which, know, like I, I, you're too much. I can't deal with you anymore right now. Which I mean, you that notice, you notice that a lot. And like, if you're, if you ever in the process of buying a car and that guy is just word vomiting about the car and the products and just everything, you know, that that cat is pretty much brand new, right? Or yeah. he hasn't been trained or he's not yeah. at a higher level to actually make the deal happen. Yeah. The cat who sits back and answers the question as you're driving the vehicle Mm -hmm. that's the cat you want. You want the cat that's in the backseat on his phone while you're driving. And then as you ask questions, he's able to bing, 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 bing yeah. and answer the yeah. questions. Yeah. I have yeah. a really bad yeah, problem. Ask with me like, Hey, what's your plans for financing? How are you planning to do the deal? Is, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what are you looking for? Do you not, Hey, now you got guys who go the other way. Like one of the first things, what do you want your monthly payments to be? No, Brian, don't talk to me about no monthly. Like, cause you're going to do whatever it takes on the back end to get that. And that might work for some people. No, we're going deeper than that. Right. So absolutely. There's, there's a dichotomy there, just like everything in life, mm -hmm. but you as the pro need to know how to read that and engage the customer or your client or whatever, and try to get on the same page with them. Yeah. That's your job. So you want to sell something to me? Let me know you're looking out for me. Price is the last piece I usually consider. Really? Yeah. I mean, like if I've looked at something, I know it's not like, you know, like I have just no clue of an idea. If I think I got an idea and I'm like I know, I need, like I'm looking at phone systems right now. Mm -hmm. I've yet to see a proposal on price. I don't have a clue yet, but I've talked to a couple and before they're like, oh, let's do a demo. Now, before we do a demo, Look, man, I've been doing this a while. I feel really comfortable. Here's a couple of things before you or I waste our time. Here's my main checkpoints. Let's talk about these five things really quick. Ran through it. Okay, yours does all this stuff that I want. Yes, let's set up a demo. I want to see the product in operation. 
I ain't even asking about price yet. No price. Hadn't even talked about it. I want to see what I like. Then we'll figure out budget. Yeah. I like you know? that. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So that, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's like test driving the car before you actually sit down at the, uh, at the table. Yeah. I mean, I, I got an idea, but I, you know, I, I mean, I have an idea. Like if I was going to look at a car, I've never, I mean, I'm going to have an idea of what it should cost. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you're right. I'm going to do my homework. Once again, we got fucking Google these days, Google yeah. some shit and learn a few things. Yeah. Not just what the car price is, but if you are financing, okay, how much you want to put down? Like what's a normal finance uh, charge? What's the interest rate right now? Like I'm going to, I'm going to look at that shit before I walk in there. I did that once. I was a dumbass on that once. I will never be a dumbass on that again. It was a great lesson for me. I just said, well, I got I got perfect credit. I'll just walk in and I'll get the best interest rate there is. No, I hammered the dude on the front end of the deal like a prick. I didn't try to make it a good deal for both of us. I tried to make it a good deal for me. I hammered that dude. Finally, he was new. He finally told me, he's like, dude, there is not a penny left in this thing. Like I'm doing everything I can for you. It's like he was in a confession booth and he finally broke down. He's like, dude, I've, I've literally went for every, there is nothing left. I was like, okay, we're good then. Let's go. They <laughs> killed me. They got like three extra points on me on the interest rate, man. They made a shitload of money of me off the back end because they were just like, we're bottom it out. He hadn't talked interest, bottom it out. We'll just get it from him on the interest side. That's yeah. all he cares about is what the sell price of the vehicle is. So they got me on the back end. Dang. Yeah. You know, but I wasn't trying to make it a fair deal. Yeah. I was just trying to, I was just trying to rape the dude, man. Yeah. You yeah. know, I had, uh, yeah, we, um, when we bought uh, Carly's car just a few weeks ago, I kind of went in with that mentality. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to get everything perfect for me. We had a little bit higher, a little bit higher of an interest rate, but you know, interest rates were up. So I figured it was, it was in the ballpark. Like it was yeah. one point or half a point off of, of where it should have been, but I didn't even think about the interest rate piece. So that's, that's actually. Hmm. So I'll tell you one little thing I do on, we've talked about this before, just kind of like breaking down the deal of a car. Cause a lot of people buy a car and they always feel you know, a lot of people, they don't have a lot of experience for it, right? That's usually the, one of the first major purchases of someone young. Yeah. Right. Um, but here's one thing I'll tell you. You can take, if you want to just figure up something just to get an idea, 0% at 0% interest. Now you can just Google and of course get calculators. But if you take the thousands that the car costs, so let's say it's a $50,000 car, divide it by a thousand. Mm -hmm. So that equals 50 times 50 by 16.67, all right, $16.67. That's your monthly payment. That's what your monthly payment will cost you at 0% over five years. So there's a quick way to run some math. Probably best idea though, is just pull up a calculator and run it. But, um, you know, man, I mean, but don't shy away from, I guess the point of this conversation, don't shy away from opportunities to negotiate. Don't like even, just to be curious, ask questions. Even if you like the number, ask questions. I mean, I remember we were getting, when Dylan was born, we were getting photography done by this, like, God, this lady was outrageous, man, to get photography done, newborn photos, right? And I was going to pay it. But, you know, I mean, I asked her some questions just to see how she responded. I was like, I was like, you're, you're a good, you're, you're a lot more than other people around here. Why should I use you? I looked around the face and asked her that. 
You know, and she went through and she explained about six reasons why I should. Some of the certifications she had that others in the area didn't have, all these things, how she likes to make it a great process. It was good. But I asked her stuff about that. Yeah. Whenever that questions come up, I, I usually do knock out that, the, the quick little list of like, hey, these are the reasons why we, we charge at a higher point. Mm -hmm. And then they'll say, you know, something like, well, you know, Betty Sue down the road is similar in that. Like, baby, you don't get me. That's right. Yeah. I don't come with that deal down yeah. the street. Yeah. I, and and that, I, that has saved, I will, I will say that the confidence in being able to say that mm -hmm. has saved at least two deals this year. Yeah. This year. And that does not surprise me. How could you not respect someone who is being courteous and kind, good eye contact, right? That's not just being some just stuck up prick, right? Yeah. You probably wouldn't even made it to that point if you were being a stuck up prick. But like when somebody's engaging and if they said that, like, dude, <laughs> you're going to have my business. Like we're going to figure it out. If I'm going to buy, I'm buying from you. Because mm -hmm. I like that. Because guess what? You have enough pride in the work you do that if you thought your deal, the deal was off or you were letting me down, you'd fucking kill yourself to make it right. Yeah. Because you, you got enough pride in yourself to be able to go out to the next person and say that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Cool. Hey, we appreciate you guys. We mm -hmm. hope that this is, it's come across as a little bit of helpfulness in your world of negotiations and going back to it. If you're in, if you're living, you're selling baby. And we want to make sure that you have the best possible skill level to do that. So a couple of different books, um, really anything by Grant Cardone. Uh, that was, it's, it's a very heavy, a very, very, uh, I will say this, it may turn off a lot of people. However, look at what the content is and base it off the content, not off the person. Okay. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. What book was that you just said? Anything by Grant Cardone. Yeah, I highly recommend Be Obsessed, Be Average. And you're right. If it does turn you off, okay, you need to remember this. Totally get it. He is not for everyone. Yeah. But here's something you need, to, you need to remember. That's the type of people you're, you're competing against. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of drive people have out there that want to win and do better for their clients, their family, all of that. Yeah. So... You better grow. You better grow a pair fast if you go out there and compete against people like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you better get some fucking passion in your life. Yeah, I mean, we signed up with their sales team, bro. If you call in to Grant Cardone, expect to go ahead and sign the deal at the end, dude. It took everything in me to, you know, buy some time, and that just being on the phones, like they are sales sharks. And I slowly sort of realized I don't want sales sharks because that turns off a lot of people. I want people who understand the knowledge of the sale and then be able to push if they need to push and then pull back if they need to pull back. Yeah. Right? Which their whole, their whole mentality over there is just kill, kill, kill. So yeah. with that being said, a lot of things with, you know, basically any book that Grant's done is going to be a really good tool for you to be able to move forward. Yeah. Um, I think there's a book, Never Settle. Mm. There's a book on uh, just conversation. I think it's like 92 ways to hold a conversation or have a conversation. 
That's a really good one. If you're looking at just being able to hold and build up that rapport. Um, the fourth, what do you got, James? No, I'm with you. Go. I'm um, there, there's a book about negotiations from an FBI, uh, like a retired FBI guy. Mm. And I'll, I'll, I'll drop it in the link below. Okay. So we'll drop off a few. James, do you have anything? Um, you know, just the only thought I'll say when you called in there, I will add this. They view what they do as a very noble cause. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't think twice if somebody created a medication that cured cancer, right? Right. You would expect them to go into the streets and scream if they needed to, right? Like, well, yeah, maybe I'll look into getting that cure next month. No, you need it now. You need it right now. You need to start today. It's life-changing. That's the passion and drive and focus they have on what they do. Yeah. So, you know, what are you doing to look at how you, what you bring to people, to your clients, to your customers, to your family, right? To your community that has that kind of drive for you, that has that kind of passion. And if it doesn't, like a couple of things you need to do, you need to evaluate what the fuck you're doing. Cause it sounds like you've got a J-O-B. Um, and secondly, if it's just not there, then maybe you really need to think about what you're selling, what you're bringing to the market. Yeah. And you need to get behind something that you see the calls, that, the, the good it brings to this world. Or you yeah. need to make the product bring that kind of good to the world. Plain and simple. Plain some people are going to cure cancer. Some are going to help people get into their forever home. Some are going to have get them that policy. You know, if I had the passion that they had, there'd be more clients of mine with life insurance. And when something happens, because it always does, there'd be families that would be better taken care of. See, I can sit there and rest on just that alone. So we all have different purposes in life. Some's making the best fucking sandwich you've ever eaten down the street, right? Where people go and break bread with their friends and their family. Like I said, there, there's, there's places for all of us. It's not just who's the next president, who's the next this, who's the next that, who's the next star athlete. We all have purposes in this life. Be that person in that area. Yep. One last final thing on that. There's a book called The Monk That Sold His Ferrari. Okay. Mm-hmm. Inside that book, the first couple of pages, they actually talk about something along the lines of being, making sure you find your lighthouse. That analogy of being a lighthouse is the sense of finding your purpose and being the purpose for other people right and being able to provide for other people because that is the key that we're not all in this alone we're in this together and it's about how many people you can help along the road so with that being said we appreciate you we appreciate you listening we appreciate you sharing this podcast james has something to say no i was just gonna tell him grind her out and that's it baby tell him grind her out (laughs) 